Amen. How many of you are excited to be in the house of God tonight? I tell you what, there isn't any place more exciting. You can't be any place more exciting than this right now. I mean, you might think you could be at Notre Dame right now, getting ready to watch your high state football game, but that is not more exciting than this place, right here, right now. And uh, people were joking a little bit yesterday at our softball game that uh, I'm preaching tonight in the game, the high state of Notre Dame games later, so this is going to be a short sermon. Um, <laughs> They were joking about that. I said, and then somebody said, um, I think, I, well, I know who it was. They said, they said, the men's groups do a draw a circle. We're circling things in prayer. Watch God really start moving. We'll be still be here at 10 o'clock at night praying with people. I said, yeah, we'll miss the entire game. Let's do it. I'd rather do that. I'd rather be here at 10 o'clock at night praying with people and watching God move in the hearts of people than at any football game. Anywhere in the entire world. You heard me say it. <laughs> it is true. It is absolutely true. There isn't anything more important than helping someone come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. There isn't anything more important than helping someone grow in their relationship with God through Jesus Christ. There isn't. And if there's a need in this place tonight, we pray and we hope that you will find that need through God. That throughout this service, whether it's worship already, or whether it's during the service, or whether it's during the message, or whether it's during response, that at some point, you will hear exactly what you need to hear tonight. Not from me, but from God. Amen. There's anything more important. Thank you for being here. This is an amazing opportunity. And you know what? We have an amazing opportunity every single day to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to other people. Our prayers at Church of God Sarasota, through you guys will be a catalyst for the gospel in this community. And we need, we need all of us, right? We need all of us to do that. Because the future is bright. And God's got a future, a bright future for this church. And you know what? The reason it's bright is because we serve the one bright morning star. And that is Jesus Christ. And here tonight, we are here to serve Jesus Christ, our Lord. And you know what? We're going to talk about him tonight. I think we kind of do that every single week, don't we? We kind of talk about Jesus every single week. But right now we're in this amazing series called Three in One. And last week, Pastor Marsha preached on, uh, where we're preaching on the Trinity, we're teaching on the Trinity right now. The three, God and God is all, and the three parts of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Last week, Pastor Marsha preached on God the Father, and it was amazing. We're going to touch a little bit, we're going to re recap just a little bit of some of the things that she shared last week to kind of get us ready for what we're going to talk about tonight, which is God the, the Son. Who is Jesus, Jesus, His Son, God the Son, the second part of the Godhead. You know, as she's been showing us, there's different kinds of three-in-ones in this world, and we've seen throughout history, but some of the favorite kind of three-in-ones, let me just show you some of my favorites. This isn't actually one of my favorites. I don't even use, I, I don't even use Tide, but I thought it was a good illustration, but uh, you know, Tide Pods, you can, you can accomplish three things in one. I mean, come on now. That is a, that is a move forward in this culture. Um, and, but this one actually is really, really, actually really important for, for men in this place, you know, especially college-age guys. You, you can actually, I mean, when I was in high school sports and college, if they would have, I don't remember this product being a thing. I mean, you had to actually buy bars of soap and shampoo both. But this kind of thing, you can do it all in one thing. What technology? I mean, does it actually work? Does the conditioner in there actually work? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it actually works, but it does the job for at least a college-age guy. Now this one. Now this. This is that right there. I don't know about you guys, but in, in, in our lives, this thing right here has saved us some cash, okay? I mean, the, the drink comes with it. The chips and salsa come with it. You get all the food, and you know what? Some, oh, anyway, the three for me. To, actually, this may be a, a pre-COVID price. But now it's a little bit more, but it's, it's, uh, that's, that's an important three-in-one in my life. I don't know about you guys. Oh, this one. Now this three-in-one, you know, the value meal. You know, you don't just have to go through and order them separately. I mean, it's been this way for a long time, but I mean, the, 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 the three-in-one, I mean, come on. Listen, here's my goal for this. Every time you go to uh, the store and you're buying your three-in-one soap, 
or you're buying your Tide Pods, or you're going to Chili's, or you're going to McDonald's, you're going to the drive-thru, you're going to order that 3-in-1. From now throughout history, you want to think about this at 3-in-1, but it reminds you of Jesus Christ, God the Father, God, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and you will be reminded, the 3-in-1, the greatest 3-in-1 ever, even though this 3-in-1's pretty great. That 3-in-1's even better. Come on. So let it represent 3-in-1 in your life. Oh, now, how is this a 3-in-1? Well, the Twix candy bar, there's a cookie, there's caramel, and there's chocolate. That's three. Okay, that is an important three parts coming into, I mean, that's an important candy bar, right? That's a really good candy bar. What about this one? Come on now. The, ne ne the Neapolitan ice cream. That's a good one. Three in one. You have your favorite three in ones, but tonight, and every night, and every day of our lives, the most important three in one is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. And that's what we're talking about. So I want to share with you a little bit about some of the things that Pastor Marcia shared last couple of weeks teaching, the great teaching that she preached the past couple of Saturday nights, starting with 2 Corinthians 13, 14, where this scripture represents all three parts. May the God of the Lord, I've served with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And God is one, but he exists as three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Part of our goal in this, part of Pastor Marshall's goal in this, is that we will understand the importance of all three. Jesus, in the Great Commission that he gave each and every one of us, confirms the Trinity. He said, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, baptizing them, here it is, the Trinity, in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And we sing, we sing songs like, Holy, 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 Merciful of Night, God in Three Persons, Blessed Trinity. God is Father, God is the Son, God is Holy Spirit. The Father is not the Holy Spirit, the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not the Father, the Son is not the Father, but God is all and in all this way. But the Trinity has three parts, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Last week she taught on God the Father, and one of the things she said was, the Father is a giver. Aren't you glad? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And you know, James says, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the heaven, Father of heavenly lights, who doesn't change like shifting channels. The greatest gift that God ever gave was Jesus, his son. And God the Father Part of the Trinity gave us God the Son, Jesus. God sent Jesus the Son. And Jesus confirms it over and over again in Scripture that He is the Son and that He was sent from God the Father. As we heard last week, 122 times referenced in the book of John alone. John 6:38 says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my will but to do the will of him who sent me. John 20, 21, peace be with you, Jesus says. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Jesus confirms it over and over again. God the Father sent me, Jesus the Son. And scripture prophesied that Jesus the Son would be given and sent to us, glory to God. Isaiah 9, 6, for to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God sent and gave us the greatest gift ever. Jesus Christ, his Son, who is God, the Son, the second part of the Trinity. So tonight, we're going to hone in and focus on Jesus Christ, the Son. God. Jesus Christ, the second part of the Trinity, as we talk about this three in one. 
think about it, is he the Big Mac? Is he the fries? Or is he the cook? It doesn't matter. He's the best. He's the greatest gift ever. He's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So who is the Son? Who is Jesus? And we're talking about Jesus. This is no light subject, but it is at the same time, because he's such a great gift. When we talk about God the Son, we're talking about Jesus. Get that? Jesus, the greatest name ever. There is no name that's ever been given greater than the name of Jesus. Philippians tells us that. That every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on up and preach it, brother. Hey, buddy. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So who is the Son? I'm just going to share some things, just a few of the descriptions and the words that describe Jesus in Scripture. I want to encourage you. Don't just see this as a list. Don't just see this as, hey, you know what, that's good, I agree with that, that's good, I agree with that. Allow yourself in your own life, in your own soul, in your own heart tonight to grip the ones that you need in your life right now, tonight, because Jesus is all of these things. And then after we go down through this list a little bit, it's not just a list, it's life, it's real, it's true. We're going to then hone in on some of them, and we're going to look at some of the very important roles that Jesus plays in our life. We cannot, we don't have time to actually, if, we, if we're going to be here till 10 o'clock tonight, we could have time to go over all of them and talk about all of them and do that. And maybe we'll do that. Maybe the Spirit will lead us to do that. But we're going to spend some time looking at just some of the very important roles that Jesus plays in our life. But please, don't just look at these as information pieces. This is not a class. This is an opportunity for us to really hear it through the Spirit from God the Father, a gift given to us, which is Jesus, and let it impact our hearts and our lives. Let that happen tonight. Whatever you need, God is here for you. Jesus is here for you. So who is God the Son? Well, we've already said some of these. He's Jesus Christ. God the Son is Jesus Christ. There's all kinds of scriptures that demonstrate that. In Matthew 9, and in Acts 4, and many others. He is Savior and he is Lord. Luke 2, 11. A Savior will be born to you, and he will be Christ the Lord. He is a wonderful counselor. He is the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah 9, he is our advocate. Anybody ever need an advocate in your life? John 2 describes this. Romans 8, 1 Timothy 2, and Hebrews 9, how Jesus is our advocate. He is the truth. John 14 shares with that, us what that means. He is the life. He is the light of the world. He's Redeemer. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the true light. He's the rock. You can find that in Deuteronomy. He's King of Kings. He's the author of our faith. Hebrews 12. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs and John. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the door. John 10 and John 14. He's the way. He's our hope. Timothy 1. He's the one who sets us free. John 8. He is all, he has all authority. Matthew 28. He is the risen Lord. 1 Corinthians 15. And he is the victorious one. Revelations 3. That's just some of the descriptions and true things that is God the Son. As we read down through those and you listen to the scriptures, and if you want to know what some of those scriptures are, see me afterwards and I'll give them to you. But you can simply, you can easily Google that. You can easily put that in, in a search and say, where does it say that Jesus is the King of Kings? And it just comes up just like that. Which ones of these inspired you in your soul tonight? Which ones of these convicted you in your heart tonight, in your soul, 
Savior, Lord. Or maybe that you need a wonderful counselor. Do you need Prince of Peace? Anybody need peace? An advocate? Truth, the life, light of the world, redeemer? King of Kings? You need a King of Kings tonight? Need somebody to be author of your faith? Anybody need a friend that sticks closer than a brother? Isn't it good news that Jesus, that God sent Jesus, his son, who is the door to get to God, yeah. the Father. He is the way to get to the Father. Yes. The way to get to heaven. To find salvation, divine freedom for our sin, from our sins. He is that door. He's the one that sets us free. I have a feeling that there's some people in here tonight who have been trying to find freedom for a long time. Jesus is the one who says this. Did you know that it's true when Scripture says when he proclaimed in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me? Do you know that's true? All authority has been given to Jesus. Think about that. All authority. That is all. That's all. That's who we're talking about tonight. He's the risen Lord. He is alive. You gotta hold me back because I'm about to go into a locker room and kind of talk with that. I can feel myself, you know, I can feel it. I mean, seriously, think he is alive. Our God is not dead. He is alive. He actually has more height than the Colorado Buffalo football team right now. It is the truth. It's been that way since he was risen from the grave and it will be that way until he comes back and heaven is for real. He is alive. We try to find life in all kinds of things, don't we? We're never going to find it until you and I finally get on our knees. If we can get on our knees, whatever posture you can do that with, and humble yourself before the Lord. Let me tell you something. Anytime I actually humble myself before the Lord and get honest with him, there is no feeling like that ever that can compare. Amen. Because when he forgives you of your sin, he is faithful and just and he cleanses us of our sins and he heals us from all unrighteousness. And then after that, you know what happens? He is our advocate. He's sitting at the right hand of God the Father at all times. And he's saying, he's forgiven. She's forgiven. She knows me. He knows me. Oh yeah, he struggles with that, but I am, I'm actually between. I'm actually, I've already taken it. I have already taken that. He has asked, she has asked forgiveness, and she has been humble, and she's been honest about it, and you know what? The devil's trying to remind him of it. No, it's gone forever. I am the advocate. I am the intercessor. I am the interceder. I am that. That is Jesus. That is our Lord and Savior. That's what he's doing right now for you and me. When we try to figure it out sometimes, no, Jesus is saying, and you know what, next week we're going to be talking about how we can hear and we can know that and we can constantly understand that because then Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to us to help us. It's all words together. The Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Wow. God knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He is the victorious one. There will never be a time in history that Jesus is a loser. Ever. He won, and because he won, you win. And we have the opportunity to win right now. So what are some of the roles? We said we're going to talk about some of the roles that Jesus plays in our life. We can't talk about all of them, but we're going to talk about some of them. 
some of the roles that Jesus plays in our lives. Well, the first one I want to point out is this. I really do believe that the Son really wants us to succeed in our faith and win in life. Do you believe that? I mean, seriously, think about it. The Son, Jesus, really wants us to succeed in our faith. He really wants us to win in life, ultimately eternity. Think about it. We see all throughout Scripture that Jesus literally did all He could to make a way for us to live. He taught us. He showed us. He made a way for us. He prayed for us. He commissioned us. He died for us. He sent the Holy Spirit for us. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now advocating for us. He really wants us to succeed in our faith and really win at this life. And we can because He did. And He helps us every day. So here's a role, the most important role. How many of you believe this is true? He's Savior. He's Savior and Lord. Can there be any more important role? I mean, we could never say the most important role that Jesus did for us is, you know what, he, he gave me a car. I mean, you know, he gave me what I needed. I mean, I mean God does, he provides. But the most important role that God, that Jesus ever, ever played, or ever could play is he is Savior and Lord. Because ultimately, at the end of all of this, it's heaven. And he's the way to get there. Luke 2.11 says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. The most important role that Jesus the Son plays in our life is Savior and Lord. He's the atoning sacrifice for our sins. He is the one who came from heaven to earth. He's the Lamb of God. He is Christ. He is Messiah. He's Savior. We can pause and we can stop right there. Yeah, actually. But like, that's it. Because that is the most important thing. And we want to ask you, is he your Savior? Is he your Lord? He can become that tonight. Another role that Jesus plays in our life is he's the door. The Son is the door. He's the gate. John 10 says this, Therefore, Jesus said again, Verily, truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. In this passage, we are, we are the sheep. That's us. He's telling a story, but he's talking about us. So when you, when you hear this, it's not just Jesus saying something to the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, trying to convince them who he is. He was doing that. But he's talking about us. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers. What does that mean? Well, he's saying anybody that tried to say they were the Messiah weren't. But the sheep have not listened to them. Then he says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He's talking about us. They will come in, they will go out, and they will find pasture. In the famous verse that we all know, John 10, 10, most of us have heard before probably, I have come, the thief comes only to kill, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Mm -hmm. Jesus, God the Son, really does want us to win at life and be victorious. He's the door, he's the way of the Father, the way to salvation, he's the gate. Another role, a very important role that the Son plays in our life is he's the good shepherd. We need a good shepherd, don't we? We need somebody to guide and to lead us in our life. We need a good shepherd, we need a gentle shepherd, I do. What an important role. He talks about it in John 10, right here after he talks about himself as the door, as the gate. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, but my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Sometimes we read scriptures like this and we kind of miss things. Um, but what Jesus just said there is, I lay down my life for the sheep. Do you get what he's saying? He's talking about us. He laid down his life for us. 
He loves us that much. He's that good of a shepherd that he's even willing to die for us, and he did. I have no other sheep that, I, and he said, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. I just want to say, there are more people in our lives that need to find their way to the good shepherd. And Jesus is talking about them right now. He's talking about you and me, and he's talking about people that we know that need him. I have other sheep, not of this sheep then, and I must bring them also. Jesus cares about the people that you're praying for, and you're caring about, and you're trying to reach, and you're actually saying, I'll do whatever I need to do to help you find Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And part of that might mean bringing them to a fellowship like this church. And then Jesus goes on to say, the reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life for, I lay down my life only to take it up again. Look at this power. No one takes it from me. Jesus proclaimed it. I know that I'm going to lay down my life for the sheep, my sheep, my people, disciples, people who will choose to follow. I'm laying down my life. He is Savior. He is Lord. He is Jesus. He is God the Son. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one that lays down his life for all of us. We are his sheep. But not only does he proclaim it and do it, he says, you know what? No one can take my life from me. They don't have that power. I lay it down with my own accord. Jesus chose it for us. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. All authority has been given to him. He even has authority to lay down his own life, which he did, and then he rose again three days later. That is supernatural Godhead authority. And that is Jesus God, the Son. This command I received from my Father. Even still, he proclaims, I am doing this out of obedience and faith because my Father told me to do it. That's God. Another very important role that Jesus the Son plays in our life is this. The Son gives us light. He's the light of the world. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And John 1, 9 says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Just a simple question tonight. We're so thankful that Jesus gives us light. How many of you, if you're honest with yourself and with God right now, you do truly need some light? Jesus, true light, the light of the world, to shine into a certain place in your life, maybe in your heart or in your soul, and shine His light in there so that you can see and actually feel with God. He's the light of the world. It's good news. The Son is the Prince of Peace. Anybody in here need some peace tonight? Please don't raise your hand, but were you awakened in the middle of the night last night and you actually had to like find a way back to some peace before you fall back to sleep? Have you ever had a season where you just had to proclaim, just say, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, over a situation or over your own mind? Maybe you're in that season right now. Listen, it's good news. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the light of the world. He is the way, the truth, and life. He is Savior and Lord. He is God the Son. He is all of these things. And He truly is wonderful counselor, mighty God, the blessed Father, Prince of Peace. He is Prince of Peace. And let me tell you this. If you happen to be in a season where life is being really like life to you, please do not feel condemned that you do not deserve peace. The war that the enemy tries to onslaught onto you, into your life and into your mind, is not your fault. 
And if you know that there is something that God is trying to talk to you about and say, you know what, this is a thing that I need you to confess and, for, and I'll forgive you of it, guess what? You also have an advocate in the Son saying, I'm advocating for them and for her because I love her and I love him and I will help them and I'll send the Holy Spirit to help. You are not alone. And the peace that is available to you is available to you by faith in the Son of God. God the Son. Proclaim it when you're by yourself and that thing comes into your mind that wraps your emotions and your anxiousness. Proclaim it. I am a son of God. I am a child of the King. I am, I am saved. I am delivered. And you know what? The power of the Almighty God who is all through in heaven and earth has the power to give me peace right now. <clears throat> Proclaim it. Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, I invite you right now into this room, into my mind, into this car, into this situation, and I proclaim right now that you will sweep through here, and the only one that is welcome here is the Holy Spirit, and the power of God, and the Lord Jesus. Anything else is not welcome here. Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, light of the world, I love you, I need you, I trust you, love you, I need you, I trust you. I can remember a time where I drove from one side of the town to the other side of the town. My mind was being attacked and racked and my soul was, I mean, I was just, it was a tough season. And the only thing I could say out loud was Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And if I stopped, my mind raced. When I said Lord Jesus, it was clear. When I said it's a peace, there was clarity. And I had to stay there. I had to remain there. And I had to focus there on there. I had to fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith. Yeah. Nothing else would bring clarity. Sweet Jesus Christ, my clarity. My sin. My help. He's the Prince of Peace. What a role. And you may not be in that season, but I, I, I would guess that you probably know somebody that is. Help them. Talk to them. Pray for them. Encourage them. Give them this kind of word. Point them to these scriptures. Help them to find a faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Prince of Peace. John 14, Jesus says this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give as the world gives. We're never going to find the Prince of Peace in the world. We can find temporary stuff, but he does not give as the world gives. It's supernatural. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. In John 16, I mean, he proclaims it right here. I told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Why do we think that we're going to go through this entire life without any trouble? I recently heard a, a, a pastor preaching a sermon, and he was saying this kind of thing. He's like, look throughout Scripture. How many people do you see in Scripture that had no trouble? But Jesus says, take heart. I will overcome the world. All authority. Jesus Christ, Prince of Peace. The Son, Jesus Christ, is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Isn't that good news? He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Or if you're, in this case, if you go to Tuesday nights, a sister. Okay? If, whatever this means, he's a friend that sticks closer than that closest friend or that closest brother or sister or family member or person that you just know. This is my person. These are my people. This is my closest person, my confidant. The one that I can talk to. The one that I can trust or my husband or my wife. There really is a friend, Jesus Christ, sticks even closer than that. I remember, I was a, I was a college guy once. Anybody here a college guy? Yeah. Um, and I was, a, I was, a, I was at English University, and um, the year before, I had been president of a social club. It was not a fraternity, it was a social club, because we're not fraternities at English University. <laughs> and uh, all of that, our sororities, we have social clubs. And mine was called Amakai, and I was president of it. And uh, it was the next year after that, so I was president emeritus, and, and uh, and, and I had a lot of friends, 
thankful. It was fun. It was cool and whatnot. My brother was actually at AU that year, the next year too, and so it was cool. We got to overlap a year at school. I was a fifth-year senior because you know I changed my major a few times anyway. Um, I apologize to my parents for that fifth year of college bills. Um, but it, I was there five years and it allowed my brother and I to overlap a year. I lived in a house that, fun fact, the house in the bedroom that I lived in in this house, which doesn't exist anymore because they tore down the middle of dorm, it was on a, a street called Nursery Road, but I lived in this house and I in this bedroom and as Marsha and I talked later, I realized that in one, one particular summer, one year, she actually lived in that house and in the same bedroom. Isn't that crazy? That seems crazy, but it, it's real. So I, I lived in this house and we were having a, we were having like a, uh, it was a party, but it wasn't like a party you're thinking of. Um, it was a party and we were roasting a hog in the front yard and just different things like this one. And lots of people were parking in our front yard and the street was right here and people were in our house and they're playing music. My brother was there, different people. My brother was in one room and I was, I just happened to be in the front door with the door open like this and I looked out so I was kind of seeing who was coming and my friend who was the vice president of our social club, he was a brother. He was a brother in the social club. He was there and he was out to his car getting something out of his car like this. And all of a sudden, these two guys that were walking along the street, um, for whatever reason, they didn't even know my friend, started, came up and attacked my friend. And started, and like I pushed him into the, into the car and started slamming the door on his head. I'm seeing this, I'm, like, I'm starting to see this happen. I look back and I look like this, I can't believe it. And I just scream, it's my brother, you know, I'm gonna help him. I'm like, hey, and I jump off the porch, and I take off, these two guys take off running, and I take off running after these guys, and it's just me and these guys. They're running for me. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they needed to run for me. I don't know. But they were running down the road and running down the road this way, and I was about to, I was chasing, and I used to be fast, er, and uh, I was chasing these guys, and I was about to catch up to them, and I was about to reach out like this, and it's probably good that I didn't catch them because, you know, I was a Christian, but. You know, um, I was going to grab these guys by the back of the shirt and pull them back, you know, and I don't even know, but I was like in that mode. And then all of a sudden, my shoe came untied, and I, and I lost my momentum because I couldn't run anymore because my shoe was coming untied, my shoe was falling off, and they took off running. Well, I turned around and started walking back. I was, I was going after these guys because they were attacking my brother, my friend. I turn around and I start walking back down the road and I see in the distance, I see in the distance my brother running, sprinting down the road because somebody had said, Eric needs help. And my brother is sprinting down the road because he's bigger than me. He's sprinting down the road and about 30 yards behind them is this pack of people <laughs> behind him. And they're all, everybody that was in the house like running down the road. But my brother, my, my, my actual brother, was leading the pack. He had heard that his brother needed help. And he was like, nobody's going to mess with my brother. And I thought, nobody's going to mess with my brother. But then when I think about how much, you know, we kind of have each other's backs, things like that we're supposed to do. We're close to one another. We don't always get it right. But the truth is, there is a friend that sticks closer than any brother. And that friend, Jesus Christ, he doesn't have to hear, Eric needs help. Eric's running after something, or Eric needs this, or Eric needs, or you need the Holy Spirit to convict, or to encourage, or to help, or to advocate, or to. But friend, the good news is that friend that sits closer than the brother is always that close. Every second of our lives. Proverbs tells us, one who has an unreliable friend soon comes to ruin. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? But there's a friend that sits closer than a brother. And then Jesus says about himself in John 15, greater love has no one than this. They lay down one's life for their friends, and you are my friends. I have called you my friends. There is a friend that sticks closer 
it's Jesus. The Son is our advocate, intercessor, and mediator. Have you ever been in a mediation situation where you needed somebody to intercede or mediate between you and the other party? You know the role, the importance of that role, someone's intercede and mediate like that. 1 John 2 proclaims that Jesus the Son is this in our lives. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate, the Father, with the Father. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our advocate, the righteous one. Listen to this. My children, I write this to you so you will not sin, but if you do sin, it's just got to be good news for you because I know I, I, have, sin, I have sinned. I have sinned sometimes. You know, and sometimes I do a, a, a disobedient thing or a sin. But if anyone does sin, he, we have an advocate with the Father. We have Jesus saying, I am, I am for him. I am for her. And he is the righteous one. We're not the righteous one. He is the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. What an advocate. There can never be a better advocate. This isn't just an advocation for a family dispute or you were in an accident and they're trying to help you with your lawyer to get a settlement. This is no settlement. This is life. This is eternity. There can never be a better advocate ever. Because this advocate, the Son of God, is the one who advocates for our soul, for our heart, for our life, for our freedom, for our peace, for, our, for everything. Romans 8 says this, Who then is the one that condemns? No one. Like I said before, if you're hearing voices of condemnation, tell those voices in the name of Jesus Christ, your advocate, your Savior and Lord, to stop. Because they're lies. There is no condemnation. Now, there could be conviction. And God trying to draw you back into a right relationship with Him. Absolutely. So that there could be peace and freedom in your soul. But who is it that condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Picture that right now. Jesus is sitting beside God the Father. God the Father, God the Son, and the Son is advocating and interceding for you and for me right now. Romans 8. Sorry, it's 1 Timothy 2. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind. Who is it? The man, Jesus Christ. Who himself, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Also check out Hebrews 9, 11 through 15. If you'd like another piece of scripture that talks about the blood of Jesus Christ, the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ for our sins. And no longer do you have to uh, have a blood of uh, an actual lamb or ashes from a burned cow put on your forehead and, and all of these kinds of things. No, no longer. You have the blood of Jesus Christ who is the atoning sacrifice for all sins, who makes a way for us. He's the advocate. So, so far, we've talked about all these different roles, very important roles, that God the Son plays in our life. I pray that you have received it as encouragement, but also you've received it as a way for you to move forward in your faith and to grab on the things that you know that you need right now, tonight in your life. Because next week, we're going to talk about the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And so... There's one more thing tonight that we need to talk about that the Son, God the Son, does for us, and it's this. The Son is the one 
who sends the Holy Spirit sent us. God the Father sent God the Son. God the Son sent the Holy Spirit to us. All three in one, working on our behalf in distinct, important roles in our lives. We need all three. We have all three. The Son sent the Holy Spirit to us. He said to his disciples in John 14, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Now hold a second. Jesus is our advocate. He is. He's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. But he says to his disciples, he said to us, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Even more help for you. Another advocate to help you and be with you. Listen, forever. That forever. The Spirit of Truth, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Jesus sends us, sent us the Holy Spirit, another Advocate to help us. And you can never try, you can never convince me that Jesus Christ the Son doesn't really, 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 really want us to succeed at our faith, in our life, in our victorious living on earth and forever in heaven. Jesus did everything he could possibly do to make a way for us. He is an advocate for us right now. And not only that, he promised the disciples that he promised us to send another advocate, the Holy Spirit, to help us. It's almost like you have to intentionally not win in life. It's almost like you have to intentionally fight against God. But I don't know about you, if you've ever fought against God, that's a tough fight. God loves us. So tonight, we've talked about God the Father, we've talked about God the Son, Jesus. What have you felt in your spirit? What have you felt in your heart? What role do you need God the Son to play in your life tonight. Savior. Lord. You need a way through the Father tonight? Are you in need of a good shepherd? Do you need true light in your life? What about peace? Maybe you need a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Maybe you need that advocate, mediator, intercessor, helper. God the Son is all of these things all the time. And tonight we have an opportunity, you have an opportunity as our worship team comes and you're going to lead us in songs, in songs of response, and songs of prayer, and songs of... of, of, of Falling before God and, and listening to Him. Tonight we have an opportunity. You and I have an opportunity to take a step of faith. We have an opportunity to take a step towards freedom, to take a step towards hope, to take a step towards being set free, step towards strength, maybe towards healing, all for God's glory. But all of these steps... All of these steps that you would be taking are steps toward Jesus. Amen. God, the Son, who made a way for us to the Father. Take the step tonight. Listen, we can stay here till 10 o'clock. These places here on the steps and up front or places where you can kneel and pray and spend time with God. Certainly you can light a candle representing Jesus. Jesus. Representing Jesus, the light of the world. In a situation, if you're over here at this cross, if you've not been here before, we have some a response station where you can write something on a piece of tape and, and, and stick it on the cross and, and pray about that. Or maybe you just would like somebody to pray for you. And certainly find myself or one of our pastors and we'll pray for you. 
you know what else we have tonight? We have an opportunity to wrap up this service worshiping God the Father, worshiping Jesus Christ, God the Son. And maybe tonight you're just, you just feel like, you know what? I'm so thankful for all these roles that Jesus, God the Son, plays in my life. And tonight, I just really want to let loose and actually worship Him in spirit and in truth. Because you know what? I recognize how much I need Him and how thankful I am for Him because He is all these things for me in my life. I mean, seriously, think about it. How can we not seriously worship Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, is our Savior, and is actually sitting right now advocating for us and then also sent the Holy Spirit to help us? Jesus, God, God the Son. So however you praise Him and however you worship Him, thank Him, do it. Pray, surrender, take steps of faith and hope and strength and freedom. Bring that situation to Him that you know you need the light of the world, you need the Prince of Peace, you need help. Or maybe tonight you find yourself very blocked, very walled, very distant from God the Father because you know that you just haven't made Jesus Christ Lord of your life and tonight you want it to be set free from all of that. And you know what happens? Jesus Christ, God the Son, will come into your heart. And you know what happens then? You will actually live and move towards eternity. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity tonight to praise you, to pray, and to respond, and to listen to you. And God, we're just so thankful for Jesus Christ, the Son. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives. And Father God, as we worship you tonight and as we respond to you, Father, we pray that there would be absolutely no hindrances at all, that nothing would be able to stop you from moving in our lives and our hearts. Father God, you're the one who sent your Son so that we can make these kind of moves in our life. So Lord, we pray tonight for every person in this place and for the ones that you will reach through them. Father God, that you would do the work that you want to do tonight in our lives. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name that there would be no holdbacks at all. No hindrances, complete freedom in this place for your glory. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Please respond as God leads you.